to the Kane violation. I'm Sam Kane, and each week I'm gonna shit on two of the NBA teams that I choose of. This week, we're doing the worst team, the worst two teams in the Eastern Conference. Last week, we did the Western Conference. So, our teams will be the Detroit Pistons and the Orlando Magic. Let's start with Tom Gore's team. Mr. Sober himself, the Detroit Pistons, are 10-26. and 1-1 one one in the month of March. They just bought out Blake Griffin's contract. He gave back uh, $13 million. So, you know, nothing to sniff, you know. That's a, that's a chunk of change right there, you know. Probably smart since I'm sure a team will roll the dice on him next year with a similar contract in that range. I could see him making, like, $14 million on a one-year deal, maybe? You know, rolling the dice? Who knows? So, he's not really losing that much money if, uh, you know, depending on how he plays on the Brooklyn. Now, if he if he plays decent on the Nets, I think he's good. I think he's going to get a contract next year. Although the track record isn't the greatest, really, when it comes to Star players getting bought out, going to a contender, then trying to get a new contract in the the off season. You usually don't get people making ten plus million. Maybe Blake can be the first. We'll see, I guess. So the end of Blake Griffin's uh, tenure marks the last player connection to the Stan Van Gundy error of the Pistons. Yikes! That was quick. The Pistons' longest tenured player is now Svi Mikhailuk, who was uh, acquired from the Lakers in the Reggie Bullock trade from back in February of 2019. So, 2019. 2019 uh, is... Uh, you know, the first year the long uh, the Pistons' longest tenured player uh, started. That was a mere two years ago. So this roster has just been completely ripped apart and rebuilt again. Uh, Derek Rose is gone. Trade to the Knicks for Dennis Smith Jr. Hey, would you relax? I'm trying to do a podcast. I'm sorry, my friends are being loud outside. I'm just kidding. They're not my friends. They're pieces of shit. Um, so, uh, Dennis Smith Jr., yeah, eh, we'll talk about him in a bit. So, obviously, Jeremy Grant is their leading scorer. I'm sure this guy's happy. He has his own team now. But can you guys guess who the second leading scorer is? I'll I'll give you a sec. Up, oh, that's it. Got it. Yep, it's Josh Jackson. What? That's not what you said. No. 
Never mind. But yes, Josh Jackson is their second leading scorer. He is averaging 13.5 points. A real resurgence of the year for this guy. I'm guessing they're going to hold on to him because of his age. I think a contender could use him. I could totally see like uh, the Lakers uh, offering Wes Matthews. Alfonso McKinney in a pick. See if they'd bite. But the thing is, Jackson is only 24. And he's under contract for 5 mil next year. Might as well keep him around and see if he can be a part of the future. You know, along with this young core on the roster, they had uh, three first-round picks in the 2020 draft. Uh, you know, reminds me of... Uh, the old Celtic days, you know, 2016 draft. We had a few first-rounders in that one. Only one of them really panned out to be anything. Well, at least he became an all-star. The other two, yikes. Gershon Yabuselli, Ante Zizic. <sighs> Wayne... Ellington, it seems like this is his fifth tenure with the Pistons. It's got to be, right? Well, it's not. It's actually only his second. But he's doing well this year. The guy is turning 34, though. It's an expiring contract, $3 million, averages 10.8 a game. Please, Pistons fans, please, please tell me you're going to trade. This guy at the deadline for something, for something. Please. Because I got ragged on for uh, telling uh, Pistons fans to trade Jeremy Grant at the deadline. People completely scoffed at me. You know, maybe it was justified. I I don't know. Did Jeremy Grant, he's what? He's 27? Is he really a part of the young core? Twenty-seven's kind of young-ish, but come on. I mean, what what do you think he'll be? Your Kyle Lowry during the twenty twenty-eight finals run? That's real. It's wishful thinking there. But Wayne Wayne Ellington, come on, you can't you can't argue with me on this one. He is old as hell. He can still play. He can help a playoff team. There's no way he's on the roster in April. There's no way. The, you, you gotta at least get a second rounder for this guy. You'll you'll get something. Heck, maybe he'll get like a bad first rounder. Who knows? Playoff teams gush to have this kind of shooting off the bench. I just can't picture a scenario where he's he remains on the Pistons shooting. 43% from three. You know, that's pretty damn good. You know, I brought up uh, this team earlier, I know, but I, I do think the Lakers could use Wayne Ellington. Right? I mean, the Lakers, they uh, are shooting 35% from three this year. They are... Uh, way low, bottom half of the year, uh, bottom half, um, team in, uh, 
three-point percentage. It's uh, They're winning games, but they uh, are not hitting their trays. They're like one of the worst shooting playoff teams right now. You know, Ellington... And Wayne Ellington, you know, he was he was on the Lakers years ago, so he's going to know their system. That's a joke. Ellington's teammates back then were Carlos Boozer and Jeremy Lin. Is he going to come back to the league? He, will someone sign Jeremy Lin? Celtics, come on. Carson Edwards. Pfft. Come on, just let's get Jeremy Lin. A cool guy, NBA champion, Lynn Sanity. Um, twenty twenty one Lakers could most certainly use twenty twenty one Wayne Ellington, Wes Matthews. Uh, buddy of mine telling me he's washed up. He wasn't even a fan of Matthews during the Trailblazer days, so you bet he's tearing his hair out watching him on his precious Lakers now, so maybe replace him with Ellington? Just saying. Um, yeah, let's go back to Dennis Smith Jr. He got a triple-double against the Raptors. Oh. What a great redemption story. Multiple... Redemption stories going around in the Motor City this year, but if you watch him closely, especially in that game against the Knicks, this guy is really not going to last in the league unless he starts putting up like 20 points a game because his defense is piss poor. Alfred Payton, of all people, feasted upon Dennis Smith Jr. Not really because Peyton is actually good. Dennis was just so lost on defense. I mean, there was one play where R.J. Barrett brings the ball down the court. Nerlens Noel starts posting up at the basket. You know, Wayne Ellington's clearly guarding him. It's, it's his guy. It's a mismatch, but it's his guy. Um, I don't know why, though. But Smith thought this would be a good decision. He decides to double Noel, help out Ellington, while leaving Peyton wide open at the three-point line. Now, Peyton's not a great three-point shooter, so maybe that was the plan, to leave him open and make him shoot. But Peyton countered, and he cut towards the middle of the free throw line. The lane was wide open. He gets a pass from Barrett. Throws up an easy floater. All this while Nerlens is still being doubled. They just... I, I don't know what Dennis Smith Jr. was doing. He was in no man's land. He's He wasn't even guarding Noel that well. It kind of looked like he was pretending to... Uh, you know, defend. Uh, it's it's awful. It's awful. Come on. I mean, I know we're not quite in the golden age of defense here in the NBA, but, like, you need to make some kind of effort to stay in front of your man. Come on. So, he's, he's putting up stats, though. 
is probably going to get re-signed by the Pistons. What kind of contract will he get? I don't know, guys. Don't go too crazy here. I know you may, may want to keep him in the future plans, but let's be real here. Let's... I'd say tops, tops. I'd give him like a Dante Exum type extension. I mean, that extension was forty-four million over four years. Or actually, I might be wrong. It might have been thirty-three over three years. Regardless, it's eleven million a year. Um, oh, point guard's such a deep position in the league, and you want to develop your guys. You want to develop. Uh, Killian, Killian Hayes, Kevin O'Connor's favorite player. The Frenchman. <laughs> so seriously, don't give Dennis Smith Jr. stupid money. I don't care where he was drafted at. He's still unproven. Now, Pistons fans, all right. After thinking about it more, I understand you want to hold on to Jeremy Grant. But! But if you're offered a future unprotected first, then maybe you, you really think about it. A first rounder that'll be in the 20s next draft? No, don't do that. Don't do the Marcus Morris deal. Because Grant still has two more years left on his contract. Morris wasn't expiring. Um... I mean, it's great. He he seems to like it there. That's amazing. That's actually really key. He likes playing on this team. Jeremy Grant is happy in Detroit. He lives next to Eminem. Or if he's saving his money, maybe he's living next to Caniva. But what I'm saying is that it's so important have an actual good, happy player in Detroit. When was the last time that happened? This is this is a big step, Pistons fans. And you don't have to pay Josh Smith next year, too. Woo! High five there. Yeah, thank you, Van Gundy. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah, let's... Let's stretch, let's stretch Josh Smith over half a decade. And then let's acquire Blake Griffin, who signed through half a decade. Just so we can get swept in the first round of the playoffs. 2019, I think it was. Terrible. Guys... Good luck at the trade deadline. Keep developing those rookies. Snag some more first-rounders. Trade Ellington. Don't give that Mihailik guy more than $10 million a year. Just saying. Let's keep building. Build, 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 all the way to the moon, baby, rocket ship, yada, yada, yada. Obviously, you're not winning the championship. We'll talk to you this summer. Next team. And you probably didn't expect these guys to be second to last in the East at the beginning of the season. 
But here we are. This is our first full COVID season. So madness is natural. It's going to happen. The Orlando Magic are the second to last team in the East. Guys, just a suggestion. But when you're going up against a team that has one of the top ten players in the league, um, top ten players who has, uh, no, top, (laughs) he is in the top ten in three-point percentage. Sorry, brain fart there. Uh, Yeah, you, you probably shouldn't allow him to get multiple open looks from the three-point line at the beginning of the game. Maxi Kleber shoots 45% from three. That's, uh, I think that's sixth place in the league. You guys are just leaving him wide open. Then he's, he's out hustling you guys for rebounds as well. I saw him tip a rebound around three different Magic guys. He jabs it out to Josh Richardson. Cleaver runs to the three-point line, gets the pass, bam, three. And then you lose to the Hawks. I mean, Michael Carter-Williams, uh, you know, great game. Clearly studied at the LeBron James School of Whining at the Refs. All right, I know it's Trey Young, so he's going to draw a bunch of fouls. I hate it. It's not fun to watch. He's kind of annoying. <sighs> but, uh, yeah, that was a pretty bogus foul at the end of that game. But regardless, the consensus I've been getting from Magic fans is that you're happy right now. What? Happy. Second to last place. This is this is smart, guys. This is smart. You guys are getting smarter. This is good. This is going to be a great draft. It's apparently deep. You need an exciting new young player to add to the mix. Injuries just killed you guys this year. It's terrible luck. But at the same time, you got to admit, things have gone a bit stale with Vooch, Gordon. I mean, how many years have they been playing together? What, like six years? Boring. Terrence Ross, you got him in the Ibaka trade. Uh, Evan Fournier, I think you... Uh, you trade Aaron Aflalo. For Evan Fournier. Actually a good trade looking back. Remember when Aaron Aflalo was actually good? Then he went to the Knicks and, you know, thought he was Tracy McGrady. Except he bricked every shot. Um, Alright. If I'm the Magic GM, I think they have a new GM. I don't know his name. The old one was stupid. Um the whiteboard. I'm sure you guys remember that. You set an internal price point in your head and stick with it. 
Vooch is still under contract until 2023. So don't take any lowball offer. I'm serious when I say I would demand a Drew Holiday type package. Is that is that really that crazy to ask for? I think that's fair. That's fair for an all-star under contract for two more seasons. And uh, Holiday, he wasn't even an all-star. And he got that kind of deal. And it, I think it was an expiring contract. Yeah, it was. Well... All right, so he was an all-star in 2013, but it, it doesn't really count. Had he stayed in the East throughout the duration of his career, you bet your ass he would have had more appearances. Um, but in the West, the point guard competition is very stiff. I'd say two unprotected firsts is uh, fair pick-wise, but you gotta you got to have some, some young players in there as well. Uh, Vucevic is good. Now the rumor mill is spewing. Vucevic has been linked to San Antonio, Miami, heck, even the Celtics. I'll tell you now, though, the Celtics aren't getting him. It doesn't make sense. He's 30 years old. He's, uh, he's not on Tatum and Brown's timeline. It doesn't make sense to go all in for us this year. I think Miami is the most realistic de uh, destination. Yeah, they don't have many picks. And uh, regardless, though, I think they could still put a good package of young guys together. They they could do a future 2025 unprotected first, I believe. That, that would probably, probably pique the interest of the Magic. Know, who knows where Miami will be at that point? Vucevic is around the same age as Jimmy Butler. I think he's a year younger. Uh, Butler was a big reason they made it to the finals last year. So, you know, while he's still in his prime, it might be wise to go all in, acquiring another all-star in his age range. Um, but, you know, in the end, Magic fans, if... Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you like you guys are making these decisions. I know it's your GM. But uh, I if your GM doesn't trade Vucevic, don't panic. It's fine. You can revisit the trade market for Vooch in the summer, and he will still have a lot of value. So, yeah, don't, don't feel like uh, your front office should uh, do it this month. Now, Evan Fournier... He has an expiring contract. He's been linked to the Dallas Mavericks. A James Johnson swap would make a lot of sense. I mean, I'm sure a pick would have to be involved in that one, going to the Magic. But James Johnson makes around the same money as Evan Fournier. They both, I think James Johnson makes $16 million. Insane, what were you thinking, Miami? Um... Uh, and uh, Evan Fournier makes $17 million. So, you know, possible. Hey, if the Bulls, the Bulls, they're, uh, it, it sounds like they're going to be buyers at this trade deadline. 
They're excited. They uh, they got another all-star, Zach Levine. I think they just want to go to the playoffs. Maybe that maybe they can do an upgrade. I entered this into the trade machine earlier. Cristiano Felicio, Luke Cornett, Ryan Arcadiacuno. Wasn't that a Pokemon? Um, gets you close enough. It does. Throw in a second or two. It get it gets you close enough to Evan Fournier. Yeah, those three guys. <laughs> I I don't know how. It it does though, because Felicio he makes like nearly eight million dollars. He's on an expiring deal. You throw in a couple other. Uh, low contracts somehow it gets you there, Chicago. I don't know. I, I don't know. Throw throw some picks in. Get Evan Fournier on your team. Now we're talking. I think I think that that would go for Terrence Ross as well. Yeah, maybe like Felicio, Luke Cornett for Terrence Ross picks. Second rounders. I don't know. I don't, yeah, Terrence Ross. He's on the team next year, since uh, he uh, his contract expires next year. Pretty reasonable deal. He makes around eleven million a year, um, so it's possible. Is it fair to say that a rotational player that can play in the playoffs is worth a first rounder right now? Like, what's the price point? Marcus Morris got uh, a fetch a first round pick. He was on expiring deal last year. But I think I think the idea was that the Clippers were gonna re sign him anyways. No. I mean uh, of course in the end it's all situational. It depends on team fit, what the goal of the franchise is. It all depends. Now, how about Aaron Gordon? I have a really interesting move here for the Bulls. Now, this this one would certainly require a couple firsts. Maybe unprotected? Otto Porter Jr., Cristiano Felicio, for Aaron Gordon and Evan Fournier. Chicago gets two really good players... Kind of uh, for their garbage. I mean, I know Otto Porter ain't terrible, but, you know, I'd much rather have these two guys than uh, Porter. Aaron Gordon's linked to the Spurs as well. I saw the Rockets were interested. I don't know what the hell that was all about. I mean, they're a tanking team. So we'll see. Uh, prediction, yeah. Here's here's my prediction. Out of these four guys, Vucevic, Fournier, Gordon, Terrence Ross, I'm predicting three out of four of these guys get moved before the deadline. Yeah. We got the Lakers struggling, last year's champions. Not looking all that great right now with Anthony Davis out. Then you have the Nets. 
who uh, you know may have a player go through psychosis at any given moment, I'd say the championship is wide open this year. These playoff teams are going to want to upgrade. There's really not many options out there. Not too many teams to, uh, that are selling. I think Vucevic will stay and the other three get moved. That's my prediction. Fournier, Aaron Gordon, Terrence Ross going to get moved. That's my prediction. Will I be right? I don't know. I've been right about some things in the past. I guessed that the Celtics were going to acquire David Lee. Now, I didn't know they were going to acquire him from uh, Gerald Wallace's contract, but I, I had a feeling the Celtics were going to grab him. Turns out they did. Now, did it work out? Hell no. It didn't at all. That was a complete disaster. I've, a I've actually talked to David Lee before. Um, he's at my job. Um, Alright, well guys, Magic fans, don't give up on Jonathan Isaac. Let's let's just hope he can get healthy. Same with Cole Anthony. I know he's been out. Look, I know you guys have spent a decade rebuilding up to where you are now. Yeah, it sucks. You what had two first round exits. That's all you really have to to show for this rebuild. But uh, I think going forward, it's important to maintain uh, flexibility for the future. And the best way of doing that is uh, to cash in on some of your assets. Assets that uh, don't make sense keeping around. I'm talking about the older guys. The older guys whose contracts are almost up. Yeah. Kind of like uh, when the Utah Jazz had Paul Millsap and Al Jefferson. Remember that? They had those two guys, and then right behind them, they had Gordon Hayward, Derek Favors, and Ennis Cantor. And what did the Jazz do? They di I don't even think they traded Jefferson or Favors. They just let him walk. I mean, that was stupid. This was a long time ago, though. It's gonna be alright, Magic fans. You're gonna survive. I don't know when you're gonna win championship, though. <laughs> sure as hell ain't this year. Alright, we'll talk to you next week.